The Expats is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB. We are now officially and accurately at 30 member podcasts. An amazing feat, thanks to network creator Karen Unland. I think it's safe to say there's something for everyone on the Alberta Podcast Network, and that's also thanks to network supporters like Edmonton Community Foundation. I'll tell you a bit more about the foundation later on in the show. Helsinki sits on the shore of the Gulf of Finland, right on the country's southern coast. It was established in the 1500s as a trading town because of its coastal location, but it took centuries for Helsinki to grow into a city. It finally became Finland's capital in 1812, thanks to Alexander I of Russia. It's the largest city in Finland, with a metro population of about 1.4 million people, A comparable population to a city in Canada would be Edmonton, the town we make the expats in. Edmonton's metro area has about 1.3 million people, but we aren't as crammed in here as the Finns are in Helsinki. Edmonton occupies about three times the area of Helsinki at over 9,000 square kilometers compared to Helsinki's just over 3,000. And at just six degrees closer to the North Pole than Edmonton, sitting at about the 60th parallel, Helsinki's weather is pretty similar to Edmonton's as well, so it makes sense that our guest today is finding at least the physical adjustment to his new life there to be relatively easy. Join me as we catch up with a Sri Lankan Canadian who's kind of keen to maybe sample bear meat in Finland on the expats. Welcome to the Expats. I'm your host, Adam Rosenhart, based out of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Dilipa Wajaya Watabana, who goes by dupes, by the way, is a successful serial entrepreneur. I first met him back in 2009 when he created a social media and tech startup called Empire Avenue. That entrepreneurial spirit is what brought dupes to Helsinki in the first place. I was approached by friends of mine uh, about a company here in Helsinki and they um so I came up in April to meet the CEO and um I was uh just um blown away by the company like it's a it's 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 a 10 person startup but doing really well and has a really good future so um and they asked me to come be the CTO and you know there are very few times where you actually feel like wow you know you really want to help a company and and the group of people were astoundingly good and i decided well you know um who knows for how long but finland can't be that much more different than canada right yeah (laughs) wait a minute was that are those famous last words (laughs) when have i ever had famous last words oh wait (laughs) let me think um yeah okay Uh, every other month i suppose really uh no yeah so so here i am in 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 good old helsinki and and you yeah i mean you did a number of of startups here in canada what what's the startup culture like in helsinki you know what i'm just getting introduced to it it's uh it's it's good It, it you know the place is a booming on the technology side 
like uh, companies like Supercell are here, right? So big giant game companies. Uh, I think Unity has an office here, and then uh, you know, obviously companies like Electronic Arts have an office here, and Rovio. Everyone knows about Rovio. So uh, you know, there's there's a good vibrant tech scene here, but over the last uh, about about five years, the tech scene has boomed from a startup perspective as well. There's a conference called Slush that happens at the end of November. I mean, talk about a, a brand that Edmonton should have taken, right? Um, they basically, you know, look at Helsinki and go, well, middle of winter, Helsinki, how can you describe it? It's slushy. So they have a conference called Slush. It's, I think, second to the Web Summit now. I think it has about 20,000 people going to it. Wow. Yeah, they even have a flight from San Francisco that flies uh, directly from San Francisco to uh, Slush, bringing uh, VCs and entrepreneurs to the event. So, uh, so that's grown over the last five years, and so the startup scene has has evolved. So there's a lot more investment happening, um, and and I've been meeting some of the startups too, and it's quite quite good. Uh, you know, they have a different focus than than a lot of the startups in in, in Canada. I find like it's not as like there's a uh, a large number of um, how do I put it? There's a few data companies. A mm. lot more. Uh, I, I wouldn't say there's a lot as much, many consumer oriented startups as I, I've seen. Okay. It, yeah. So it's interesting in that sense. That's cool. And and the adjustment to um, Finnish cult- culture and language, like how is that going? I assume. That if it's a startup sort of um, industry that you're working in, you get people from all over the world. Oh, absolutely. So, for example, in in, in my company right now, we have 12 people, uh, 13 as of uh, last Friday. And uh, I think we represent six countries. We have uh, Ethiopia, myself in Canada, uh, from Canada, uh, a Chinese. We have uh, two Russians, a Latvian. Um, and, and of course, fin, Finland, and now we have a person from the U.S. as well. It so, is. I mean, it's the United Nations of startups. It really. is. It is. I do find so. So there's there's a lot of um, there's, a, there's there's a huge international crowd here, obviously from the people who have moved here to be in Finland and and so on and so forth. And and of course, it is Europe. So you do have all sorts of people from all around Europe that are here. Uh, having said that, it is hard to hire. We're, we're and in the process of trying to hire. Uh, quite a few uh, people for the company, and um, it's uh, it's a struggle. But it's the same struggle that we had in Canada, you know, of trying to find skilled people in in any uh, environment. I think it, it pro- it's possible the same in Edmonton, uh, because the startup culture in Edmonton is now booming as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So, so you know, whenever you have that kind of environment, and you're looking for skilled data scientists or or uh, you know developers. Um, you, you you suddenly have uh, uh, a shortage of workers, and I saw an article uh, just uh, today shared by one of my colleagues that basically said the Nordics were having a shortage that would result in a, a major uh, financial letdown for the economies here if we can't find the the right workers. Wow! So is the challenge the same as in Canada? You know, there's more alluring jobs in the Silicon Valley and you can go live somewhere where you won't die if you step outside? Well, I mean, I, I'm not entirely sure that you could die here either. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, and, 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 and I say this with all, all, uh, uh, all, all kidding aside, I do, despite the fact that, that Helsinki is so far north of 
uh, Edmonton even. I mean, I believe it's the same latitude as Whitehorse. Because of the way the Gulf Stream is and the, and the way the winds are and everything, uh, I don't believe it actually gets that cold here in the wintertime. I've visited here eight times before this, and the, it was always during the wintertime, and I never found it to be that cold. And in fact, when I was here in April, I was walking around in a light shirt, and people were wearing um, you know, big jackets, and I was thinking, and it was only like five, six, or seven degrees. And I was thinking, wow, you know, it probably possibly can't get that cold here if people wear you know, heavy jackets during a five or seven degrees. Um, whereas in Edmonton, that would be like, you know, almost t-shirt weather in April. So, uh, at the same time, Finland, uh, it is North. It is North. I mean, if, if someone were to say, well, I'm going to come to work in Helsinki versus I'm going to wor- work in Southern Spain, I'm going to guess that you're going to choose Southern Spain over <laughs> Finland. I, I suspect now I could be wrong about that. Um, and t- only time will tell. H- having said that, the uh, the reason here is uh, just a a lack of uh, uh, people with the the right skills, uh, similar to to Canada. You know why we need to get people coming in from outside. Um, you know why immigration is so important. It's it's the same here as it is everywhere else, and uh, it doesn't seem to be much of a world of difference, really. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now we we talked a little bit about you your team being from all around the world. But of course, you're you're still in Finland, where they speak a different language. I mean, at least officially. But is Helsinki one of these international uh, cities where people almost everyone speaks English? And thank goodness for that. <laughs> I have to tell you that language or this language. I, I have now been to three, four classes, and I have to say it's. Uh, it's going to take me a while. Um, so initially, and I don't think I'm going to win this bet now, actually, unfortunately. So the, initially, when I was moving here, I basically said to my CEO, Mikhail, I said, you know, I'm going to learn this language. And he said, you do know what Finnish is. And I, and I said, well, it can't be any more difficult than any other language, really, at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, I, I know German. I can, I can get by in French-ish. And, you know, what's another language to pick up? Uh, Finnish has 17 cases or something of that nature. What? Uh, yeah, 17 cases. And uh, everything word, all the words get uh, um, uh, joined together, just like in German. But then they put endings on the words. Like, for example, if I were to say uh, Helsinki is the city, but if I want to say inside Helsinki, well... NK becomes NG because one is strong or weak. I'm not going to give everyone a Finnish lesson. <laughs> and it becomes Helsingissa, which means you're inside Helsinki. Oh, my God. So you got to learn all of these things. Um, it is a very logical language once apparently you learn all of these things, except, of course, like every language, there's some exceptions. And, uh, and the other problem with the language is that uh, you have these double consonants, something that I've never had to face. And so I've got to think about how to pronounce it. So... Uh, you know, as soon as I came here, one of the things uh, I learned, uh, mostly by someone um, running away, giggling, one of the salespeople, <laughs> was the uh, number six is K-U-U-S-I, which is kusi. To piss is kusi. <laughs> K-U-S-I. Oh, boy. I don't even know. Yeah, what to, I don't even know what to say. Of those. Uh, so as I learned, um, and so the bet that I had with my my CEO Mikhail was that uh, in a year he's going to set me a test, and if I can pass this test, 
then uh, I'm going to get my weight in beer because there's this famous Finnish race where if you can, you, you carry, I, I believe, um, a, a lady and then you get the lady's weight in beer if you win the race. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to win the beer, uh, sadly. Wow. I think, I think the only way for you to win someone's weight in beer is to do the, the race where you carry the lady, probably. Yeah, possibly, possibly. I'm pretty sure I'm not quite up to the standards that the Finns are in that sense, too. <laughs> That's amazing. So, so and at the beginning of our conversation, you sort of talked about, you know, this opportunity to move to Finland to, to join this team doing the startup. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it doesn't really sound like that was a difficult decision for you. Like leaving Canada, was that a big deal? Uh, it's a huge deal for me, especially especially this year. I, uh, um, I've, I've been even uh, writing a blog or at least uh, for the first six months of it, I was collecting answers about what it means to be Canadian and, and, and uh, in a series called This Is My Canada. It's basically my friends who are in Canada. Canada's a big deal for me. It's my, it's my home. It's my country. Uh, it's where I feel the most at home. And certainly, uh, you know, I, I just absolutely love everything about Canada. I mean, we have a huge number of problems. Don't, don't get me started, but that's also what makes it home, I suppose. Uh, and, um, so, so leaving Canada at this point, uh, felt a little strange. I've, I've, I've called it home now for 25 years, almost exactly. And so I've, uh, it, it felt very strange getting on that flight thinking uh, with my two cats thinking, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going for a while, uh, unless I get fired, I'm going to be here for a while. Uh, how am I going to feel about that? And I, to be honest, especially, you know, this weekend, it's Thanksgiving weekend, my friends are out uh, in, in, in a cabin and normally I'd be there with them and, you know, cooking turkey and, 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 and what have you. So I, I definitely miss being back home for sure. Having said that, it has brought immense joy for me to realize that I am, I truly do feel like I belong in Canada, which, uh, you know, when you're, when you're, when, when you're a foreigner living in Canada, or have been a foreigner, and then you're living in Canada, and you become a citizen, you still question whether you have the right to be there. And I think this is normal for any immigrant. You, you, you still think to yourself, well, maybe I, I don't actually belong here. I think it's when you leave, and it, it's not just going on holiday, but it's actually, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm not living where I think I am supposed to be living, that you suddenly start feeling like, wait, I do have a home. And I do belong there. And uh, I was lucky enough to go back uh, just three weeks ago to Canada uh, to pick up more of my stuff. And and it felt so good and so much like I was coming back home, which is a great feeling to have. And to know that I'm going to have that feeling, you know, next year or the year after or the year after that is is great. So in, in that sense, uh, very cool. Yeah. And now I feel like I'm bringing Canada to Finland, which is kind of fun. Yeah, that's awesome. In what ways are you bringing Canada to Finland? Have you exposed the Finnish people to all our weird foibles? All of the weird foibles? Probably <laughs> not. Uh, <laughs> let me think. Well, I, I think I'm introducing them to me so far. I'm not entirely sure. If, if they think Canada is me, they're probably going to be in for a bit of a surprise, I suppose. Yeah, but Canada uh, is partly I'm sure you. It's positive or negative. Yeah, I know. I think it's positive. I think I think you're a great ambassador for Canada. Oh, you're a sweetheart. Thank <laughs> you 
We're going to take just a quick break so I can tell you a bit more about what's going on with our sponsor for this episode, Edmonton Community Foundation. You are definitely going to want to check out one of my favorite media critics, Edmonton Community Foundation and Edmonton Public Library are bringing to town for their Forward Thinking Speaker Series. Anita Sarkeesian, creator of the Feminist Frequency YouTube channel and now podcast, is going to be speaking on January 24th about the real world of online harassment. And I'm so excited for this event. You can find a link to buy tickets in the show notes. At the time of this recording, there are still some available. And if you can't make Anita's talk, you need to check out episode 16 of Edmonton Community Foundation's Well Endowed podcast, where the hosts interview Anita. And I'll have a link to that also in the show notes. That's Anita Sarkeesian speaking January 24th at the Chateau Lacombe in Edmonton, brought to you by Edmonton Community Foundation and the EPL. You won't want to miss it. And now, on with the show. Uh, let me think. The Well, I try to play the hip at the office whenever I get a chance. Um, I'm not too sure what they make of it. I don't think they knew anything about Canadian music before me. Uh, let's see. What other things have I brought to to, to Finland? Uh... Okay, so I, I can give you a bit of an idea about what Finnish culture is like in sure. some ways. Yeah. So, so I mean, and these are these are hard things for me to to get used to. Like, oh, and and I say this, uh, I, I actually wrote about this, and I said, you know, Finland is very much can- Canada, uh, except for the 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 the, um, the uh, language, and the other thing is that there's two sides to Finland. There's the uh, Swedish Finns, and then the Finn Finns. Uh, so, uh, so you have to know that, that those two cultures are slightly different, uh, in, in how they act and how they, um, how they present themselves, uh, both wonderful and, but at the same time, different, just like I would say it would be different from being a Newfoundlander to a being an Albertan. So in, in that sense, the Finns are much quieter. And, uh, you know, if, if you ever hear, a um, a, a Finnish hockey player give an interview versus, let's say, uh, you know, a, a Canadian hockey player, you probably see the difference. You know, they're very short to the point and they're very, I wouldn't say introverted, but certainly to themselves. And it's, it's a nice thing. They're very, very lovely people once you actually get them to open up. So one of the things that I wanted to do was to, when I came here uh, and I got this apartment, I, uh, you know, typically when you move to a new place in Canada, you just pop into the neighbors and you'd say, Hey, hi, I'm, I'm here. Uh, you know, come by for a drink or whatever. And I'm, I said that in, in the office, um, to, to somebody. And, and one of the people stood up and said, dupes, dupes, don't do that. What? I said, what? Why? Why? And I said, no, 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 you, you don't understand. You see, you do that. Everyone's going to think you're crazy, man. You know, like a serial killer, crazy man. And I said, <laughs> what? What are you talking about? No, no, there's an etiquette. You gotta, you gotta, you know, see them, you know, pass them by in the hallway, meet them with their eyes, you know, say hi after about a month or two. Maybe they'll like say something more and then maybe another month or two and they'll warm up to you and then that's okay. Okay. This is going to be really difficult. (laughs) (laughs) It's so strange. Yeah. It sounds like I'm going to be branded a serial killer within a month of me being here. It's basically what I thought in my head. You'll be, Uh, yeah, for sure. But luckily, Helsinki is a very international city, and and it's uh, I, I think a lot different than if I were in rural Finland, um, potentially. Yeah. Um, but all I can say is the people have been absolutely lovely. I haven't I haven't yet met uh, a single person um, 
who's been rude to me or anything of that nature. So, and the, the Swedish Finns are they are they more like uh, more extroverted or? I think so. I mean, to me, it seems like it. Uh, so, uh, my friend Kai uh, lives out in the archipelago uh, when he's here in Finland, and and the archipelago. Uh, Archipelago, archipelago. Yeah, I, they, they pronounce it archipelago here, and of course, so therefore, I'm starting to say it. Uh, so the archipelago it has, uh, you know, I don't want thirty or forty thousand islands, a little bit bigger than thousand islands, um, and uh, and it's populated mostly, mostly by the Swedish Finns. Uh, so uh, everything here is in two languages. Uh, whenever you're running around uh, Finland, it's in Finnish first, and then Swedish. But when you get to the islands, then it's in Swedish first and then Finnish because of the population densities. And there, uh, definitely, I, I always feel like I'm, uh, it's, it's a little bit more open and, and, and more extroverted. But it could also be because I just happen to know people there more. So I, it's really hard for me to tell, but certainly it seems that way. How, how's the food in Finland? Is it very different from the kind of stuff we eat in Canada? Uh, Helsinki, not so much, uh, but I don't know if I've ha- actually had true, true Finnish food yet, huh. to be fair and honest. I have had, uh, let's see, smoked, uh, Baltic fish in the archipelago, which are beautiful, which was fantastic, uh, and, and quite, quite tasty, kind of like salmon, but not. Mm. And I have had reindeer meat, which was very tasty. I have heard I can get bear meat. Oh, wow. Yes. And so I've been told. Now, I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't know if I'm going to get arrested for trying to do this, but we'll see. Uh, A friend of mine has said that what I need to do is sidle up to a Russian restaurant here in Helsinki and have a chat with somebody and see if I can get myself a cut of bear meat. Now, I know this probably sounds horrible and terrible to everybody who is a vegetarian, and I'm probably mostly not a meat eater in a lot of ways. Uh, Having said that, though, and I'm sure this recording will live the test of time and someone will say say that I, I, I said I would do this. I'm pretty sure there's very few Sri Lankans in the world who have actually had a chance to curry. And, you know, I'm a good Sri Lankan. I curry everything. Curry bear. So I may have to go do this. I did spot in the Helsinki airport, I kid you not, cans of reindeer meat, moose meat, and bear meat. Oh, my gosh. Just very strange to see in a duty-free shop. No kidding. Yeah. It was also 35 euros for about 100 grams. So. Uh, <laughs> not so much. Not so much. That's $70. <laughs> it's, uh, it's expensive. Well, you know, the next time you're, uh, you're in Alberta, you travel back here, I will insist that you buy me a can of one of those things, and I will pay you back. Uh, I will certainly do that. I will certainly do that. I, I don't know what they'll say when I bring it into the country, though. Yeah. So, but we'll see. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, uh, the other thing I find it quite interesting, and, and, and it's about the language as well, is, is that, and in some ways it reminds me a little bit of Canada, too, is that um, when someone speaks about, you, you know how we hold the fact that we are the true north, strong and free. It's cold. Mm-hmm. It's miserable. There's minus 30 degree weather, minus the 45. You know, our snow plows break when they're, when they're, when they're, when they're shoveling the, the sidewalks of Edmonton because it gets so cold. Totally. Funnily enough, I think the Finnish speak about their language in the same way. It's like, 
It's that pride that comes from something so horrible. Oh, don't worry, dupes. You'll never learn the language. It's so difficult. <laughs> People die trying to learn this language. Yeah. Lots of pride but, there. Yeah. And there's a lot of pride here, too. I, I, I find it. They're very, very proud of this country, and, and I can believe that. Uh, so another similarity, as it turned out, that I did not know until I got here, which shows my lack of knowledge of the world and, and in some ways. Uh, so we celebrated 150 years of confederation. Well, this year happens to be the celebration of the 100th year of Finnish uh, independence. Oh, wow. Yes. And uh, so... And, and, and if you want to think about it, the other similarity from Finland to Canada is, of course, we have a rather large and some would say pugnacious in other ways kind of neighbor to the <laughs> south of us. It's true. And they have a bit of a military might. And, uh, well, Finland uh, got its independence uh, having fought or at least uh, gotten independence from the Russians, who are in some ways similar, I guess. <laughs> in terms of like their size and desire for, shall we say, world domination, is that is that too insane to say that? I don't know. I, I have no idea. All I know is that uh, I am sure that there will uh, that the Finns would stand up to anything that ever came across the border. They definitely feel very strongly about about their independence and 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 keeping the country independent. There's there's some really interesting things about about this place uh, that I hadn't known before, but it, it never really truly clicked in until I was living here. Is that uh, so? There's there's very deep tunnels uh, built underneath Helsinki, and I believe they were mostly built in during the Cold War, uh, in the in the event that they would have to evacuate the entire city of Helsinki underground. Wow. And uh, apparently, most of the tunnels are, are are not used, as in they're not used by civilians or anything, and they're 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 there. Um, and when Russia was doing their big exercises there recently, uh, and as the, it, it was making big news here because, of course, you know it's 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 pressing for 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 the Finns. Yeah, it's it's a Trojan. it's a near and present danger, I suppose. Absolutely. Now you uh, you mentioned that you've only you haven't been in Finland for all that long. What's the plan? Are you kind of there indefinitely? I am here as long as my company needs me. So Finland might be new, not I don't want to say home, but it might be. You might spend a lot of time there. I, 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 I will be spending a lot of time here. Uh, but one of the coolest things is, and, and you asked about, you know, what's one of the things about, you know, leaving Canada, how, how, how big of a deal was that and all that kind of stuff. Well, one of the really interesting things to discover is that you, I guess you get to an age where your friends, unlike when you were like 20 and, you know, you, you, you really couldn't travel anywhere because, well, you had no money, <laughs> uh, you had no job. Um, when you get into your forties though, your friends, uh, for the most part can over a couple of years, absolutely figure out a way, especially these days where flights aren't as expensive as they used to be. Um, and they can come stay with me, uh, that they're coming to visit. And I've already had, uh, two sets of visitors and, and I'm hoping to have a few more oh, that's between great. Now and the end of the year. That's fantastic. Yeah. And then one of my friends, uh, who also is Canadian, but lives here in, in Europe, well, well, we're going to go and try and find the Aurora, hopefully, at Christmas time and 
there's a place that you can take the train here to called Rovaniemi, and it is um, uh, in the Arctic Circle. This is about 400 kilometers north of here, 500 maybe. And they set up a Sanders village. And apparently, no Finn goes up there during Christmas time, really. <laughs> really? Only the tourists. <laughs> they even apparently have flights direct from Gatwick to this town just so that tourists can go and see Santa's village and sit on Santa's lap. So I may get kicked out of the country because I'm going to go and sit on Santa's lap. I figure <laughs> I'm going to go to Lapland and I'm going to go sit on Santa's lap and I'm going to ask Santa for peace, love and happiness and joy. <laughs> now, one last question I have for you dupes is one that I tend to ask of all my guests for other Canadians who are considering embarking upon an expat's experience, what kind of advice would you give them? Yeah, I think personally, absolutely. Uh, one of the greatest things I did, as luck would have it, uh, when I uh, came here, was that I had to find an Airbnb for uh, a good solid month. Now, normally that's not that difficult, but I happen to be flying with two cats. <laughs> Which, by the way, is a fascinating experience. Either way, the uh, the um, so I arrived here and I was very lucky to find um, a place where the Airbnb host was absolutely fantastic, and uh, I was roommates with him for a, a month with two cats that he'd never seen before and a guy he'd never met before, really. And he introduced me to so much of uh, Finland and Finnish life that. I truly cannot believe how lucky I was in terms of being able to get my feet up and running by feeling at home, by experiencing the culture. So one of the pieces of advice I give is, you know, forget about what it is to be Canadian and try to be as much about what everyone else does, because you're always going to be Canadian and um, you're always going to be an outsider wherever you are. And I guess in some ways I've been very used to being an, uh, an outsider, but it also opens up a lot of doors because people want to show you what their culture is like. Mm -hmm. They want to show you and share with you the the beauty that is uh, their country. And and certainly I learn something new every day or every other, certainly every week, and I see something new. So being open to new experiences and letting letting people guide you and take you where you normally would not go uh, may be uh, – Really cool. I mean, one of the funnest things uh, that I've had to do is is when I'm visiting my friend Kai in the in the in, on the islands, and he has a, a private sauna. You know, there are most of the apartments here have private saunas. It's amazing, and so, but you can't be approved. You gotta you gotta have to you know get naked and go into the sauna. Uh, in 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 my friend's case, they run outside and run around the house naked. <laughs> In, in, you know, in between going in and out of the sauna because that cools you down and then you, you know, uh, it's good for your, it's good for your health apparently. Uh, so th 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 there's a lot of these things where I, my advice would always be to, to, to just let it be and, and experience it. And, uh, don't worry about being an outsider. I mean, you are, there's nothing much more you can do about that. Another weird thing that, uh, talking of that is, is technology and, and so, Another piece of advice that I did not know about until I got here is uh, there's an international organization called Internations. 
Have you come across them before? I've, I've never heard of them, no. So they celebrated the 10th year uh, this past Saturday. And Intonations is actually a social network for expats. So it's, and it's fascinating. It's out of Germany. And uh, there's hundreds of members here in Helsinki. And it includes people from the local communities who want to speak English, who want to meet people from other countries. Uh, and they, I mean, their age ranges are from 18 to 75. Uh, so I've met some wonderful people who have taken, like, it, it's a great way, if you, especially if you don't know anybody, to uh, hook up with one of the events that someone's running, like, because they don't want to go do it themselves. And, you know, for example, if I want to go and see something and I don't, I want to get a group of people, I could post it up there and, and, and someone can join as an attendee and, and then you go off together and do it, which is great, especially if you're in a country where you don't necessarily speak the language as well. That's, so I've done several events there. That, that's been amazing. That's really cool. I had no idea this thing existed. I didn't either. It was, it was truly amazing. That concludes this episode of The Expats. If there are any expats you think I should be speaking with, have them email me at info at expatspodcast.ca or send me an email yourself. And let's keep building this global network of Canadians living abroad. I've been your host, Adam Rosenhart. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to The Expats wherever you download your podcasts and make sure you leave us a review. You can also follow us and like us on both Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Expats Podcast. The Expats is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB. And if you're looking for a playlist where you can sample other great Alberta Podcast Network shows, visit gradio.ca. And hey, if you happen to be a fan of terrific, listener-supported community radio in Alberta like me, download the CKUA app where you'll be able to access all Alberta Podcast Network shows directly on demand. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch up again in a couple of weeks. Thank you.